Hello. Hi. Welcome to Ring Rookie, a girl's guide to the NHL. I am your co-host, Ashley. And I'm your other co-host, Ariel. And welcome to our podcast. We are on episode four. Whoop, whoop. Feels like time is flying. It really doesn't feel like it's been four weeks. It really hasn't. I don't know why, but this particular week, though, did kind of drag. I feel like it went so fast. Maybe that's just because it felt like there was so much happening. But also, all of the things that I feel like happened, happened like two weeks ago. So I don't know how that actually works. <laughs> that, that's fair. Episode four. Uh, here we're going to go over some hockey terminology that is going to be the overview of our episode but obviously first we want to get into some news and kind of catch up with what's been going on so Ariel what have you been up to watching hockey like <laughs> a little like religiously and there's so so much there really is just so much hockey happening right now it's hard to watch it all and know what's going on for all of it it made me realize that when i was younger when like my parents would have like a sports day and just be watching sports all day i never Mm -hmm. understood how that was possible but i get it now i definitely have done like all day football things when i was growing up at like people's houses yeah never really enjoyed it but now i'm that person (laughs) that's all you've been doing all week is watching hockey yeah Nothing wrong with that. I have been also watching hockey all week because the Global Series was this last weekend. First games in Australia, so that was pretty cool. Ariel and I were both watching them in tandem, texting each other. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then I went to the first preseason game for the Ducks and the Kings yesterday, and that was pretty freaking cool. Well, regular season doesn't start till October, but that feels so soon. Like, technically, it's in like six days. where did september go i don't know i could not tell you but thankfully also during the game yesterday i think it was in the third period i got a twitter alert from a friend who let me know the news that the wga and the amptp signed a deal so thankfully hopefully i will be going back to work soon they need to sign with sag and get their shit done but that was just like there's just so many good things happening yesterday. Like we went, we got canes, we went to the game. It was all very nice. Very solid day. That sounds like fun. It was. I'm very excited for many a hockey game in my future. I want to go to the Stars versus Ducks game in October. I think it's like the 18th or the 19th. And then you, I want you to come out here and see a Penguins game, either versus the Ducks or the Kings. That'd be fun. Sydney yeah, Cosby. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and see that. We're speaking it into existence. We're speaking. You know what? Yeah, I'm I'm coming. <laughs> All right, let's get into some hockey news. You want to start us off, Ariel? Yes. All right. So we got some new captains. On Tuesday, Braden Shen became the 24th captain of the St. Louis Blues. The Blues have been without a captain since Ryan O'Reilly was traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs just prior to last season's trade deadline. Shen, who is 32, will be entering his seventh season with the Blues, and he'll have plenty of support in this new role. Robert Thomas, Justin Falk, Colton, oh my gosh, help me say this last name, Colton. Perico? Perico? Perico. Oh my gosh. I'm oh my god, I'm so sorry. I gotta look that up. <laughs> we'll serve they're gonna serve as assistant captains, rounding out an experienced leadership group for the 23-24 season. Another captaincy. I think there's only a few teams left without captains right now. Yeah. 
This one's exciting. Yes, this one's exciting. Then the Bruins announced Tuesday also Marshawn, who has spent his entire career with the club. He has been named the 27th captain in franchise history ahead of the 23-24 season. He's been an alternate captain for the past five seasons, but Marchand was long believed to be among the candidates, if not the front runner to be named Bruins next captain. And they needed a player to wear the C following Bergeron's retirement at the end of last season. So this is so exciting for them. And he gets to wear the fancy new sparkle jerseys. I'm so excited. I feel like Marshawn's uh, uh, content on all their socials has been my absolute favorite. He's living it up it's and I so love good. it for him. Yeah, he's like I'm soaking it in, you know? As he should. I'm excited to see how he handles being captain. I am too. And then we've got preseason. So preseason started officially in Australia this last weekend. Global Series in Melbourne. It started with the Arizona Coyotes versus the Kings. And the Coyotes won 5-3 to three in the first ever game in Australia. So that was pretty cool. Watching it live. Getting to see all the fans in the arena wearing like different jerseys. that wasn't just Kings or Coyotes specific. It was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. They all seemed very nice too there was not like they weren't as aggressive as u.s fans i did make that comment to my roommates who one of my roommates had never been to a hockey game and so it was her first one yesterday i was like yeah there was no banging on the like glass and like aggressiveness from them let's see some more scores from the b season we've got the coyotes versus the blues with the blues winning three to two and then they played again i don't did they do split squad yeah they had split squads okay so the other game was Blues Coyotes. Coyotes winning five to one. So different game, Coyotes versus Kings, three to two with the Kings winning. Penguins Blue Jackets with the Penguins winning three to two. Senators versus Maple Leafs, Senators three to two. Oh my god, there's so many games. I was only wow. able to watch two. Yeah, I only watched the two, the Coyotes versus the Kings games. And then obviously the ones, the Ducks versus the Kings, but the Ducks. They did a shootout. They were it was so messy towards the end because they're like, it's preseason. We're just trying to figure things out. And they were doing a shootout that didn't count towards the final goal. Because it went into overtime and then the ducks shot, made a score, whatever. And mm-hmm. then they did the shootout just for funsies. Is that like a preseason thing? Because I know they did that in Australia. So. And I was so confused, but I was just going with it. Yeah, I think it is because they like like we're trying to figure things out because they did like two each and then they're like i don't know if we're gonna keep going or not okay that's just interesting tell me what's going on <laughs> there was a moment of silence because nick credilis who played for the ducks died in a motorcycle accident this weekend played for the ducks in 2017 it was really sad, was sad. he was only about it yeah i can't imagine it kind of makes me sad i feel like out of all the sports for some reason like the nhl that i've noticed and kind of like been researching they go through like a lot of like tragedies and it just makes me so sad i haven't looked that much into it but i think now i want to because i didn't know that was really a thing but if you it is it's interesting it's like i guess a little background i'll have to psych myself up to look at it i think uh we're ready to start off with some terminology that i definitely heard during the game yesterday and the games that i watched this weekend but i wasn't quite familiar with so i think this will be good to get into wait hang on i'm I'm looking at these other scores from yesterday. Jesus, Are you looking at the many... Canucks versus the Flames? <laughs> yeah. What happened? I don't know. I I've seen zero. a lot of jokes about it. Ten to zero. That's awful. That is that's brutal. <laughs> I don't know. Even, were the Canucks like? Did they have empty net the whole time? Like what? I don't know. But then you look. There's another one with the Yotes and the Stars seven to zero for nothing oh. for the yotes oh 
I always otherwise say, you're gonna lose, it's a lose good match. Pride. Yeah, I mean, I, we don't know what happened. I guess I didn't watch that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find that one somewhere because I am so curious to how that just crashed and burned. I think you could have watched the Canucks versus the Flames somewhere, uh, so you might be able to like go back and watch it somewhere. Yeah, there were so many. Oh my god, all the teams were just posting links and streams, and I was just like, oh god. But that's so nice because it definitely does not happen during the regular season. So I guess try to soak it in as much as you can. I know. Petition for it to happen during regular season, please. I know the Kraken, I think I just got a calendar alert they're playing right now. They're doing a split squad versus the Flames right now. Oh, that's right. Yes, they are. I'm very sad that I am unable to watch it because they're only playing it on like the local sports channel and then like the commentary is going to be on the radio. Hmm. Also, just to note, can we talk about those Kraken photos that were released yesterday? (laughs) I'm sitting... Un- unaware at the game yesterday and I'm just scrolling through socials and then I see them and I just like I literally just like had to just turn my phone away because I couldn't look at them <laughs> <laughs> which was funny because there was literally a family behind us with Kraken jerseys on which I felt wasn't really what you're supposed to do when you're seeing a game I don't know the etiquette I guess like you know when you go to a concert and you don't wear that band's t-shirt or whatever that's interesting can you wear another team's jerseys if they're not playing like does it matter um I don't know I mean I know I've gone to a uh like a baseball Oakland A's game and my friend wore a Giants uh a Giants t-shirt and the Giants weren't playing but that's the same area right yeah yeah the same state at least yeah it's just it's that that is weird like what is the what is the hockey team etiquette for seeing another game seeing a game and wearing a different state's team to that game someone tell me i need to know because i have a kraken hat and i thought about wearing it and i was like no that feels weird i'll just wear like orange and it was just like a tie-dyed orange sweater that like the ducks are orange so I figured that was the best way to do that. I don't know. Let's okay. get into the terminology and Ariel start us off. Alrighty. So here we go. Back checking. This act of skating back to your defensive zone and applying pressure to opposing players when they have possession of the puck and are on the rush. We often joke, what is back checking? Because adult league players are notorious for not being very motivated back checkers. It should be noted that back checking is not the act of checking someone in the back with your stick that is known as cross-checking and is a penalty yeah i can see how i get that confused yeah i i agree then we have bar down a shot that hits the bottom of the crossbar and goes right down into the net such a shot is normally responsible for an enormous grin by the shooter and for oohs and ahs from everyone else except maybe the goalie okay so i will do barn is a rink or arena as in they have come to play in our barn tonight. I would love to know the origin of this one. Like, why a barn? Feels very like farm country, and that doesn't give hockey vibes. Well, it's like baseball when they when they call it the farm, the minor league, and I'm like, why? But even I don't even know why they call it that. I don't understand. Who comes up with these? I, I don't know. <laughs> why was like the country kind of terms? Why were those? Why are we using these for sports? Yeah, that's a good question. I would also love to know. Where did the farm country cross with the sports? Who knows? We'll figure it out. And then we've got Bender. 
It's short for ankle bender, a derogatory term for a player who bends his ankles when skating. Why does that make it sound like it's a bad thing when it just feels like that's just something somebody does? My immediate thought was, oh, so like when a dancer sickles their foot? When they what? Instead of when they sickle their foot. So when you point your feet, when they point your feet. <laughs> and then it's supposed to be just like a pretty out instead of like in. I feel like I'm going to text you an example of sickle feet because it is ugly. So I guess I can see the complaint there and why it's derogatory. Up next, we have biscuit which is the puck a breakout when a team gains control of the puck in their defensive end and they will break out with the puck to go on attack most teams have established breakout plays to accomplish this important part of the game we've got selly is a celebration after a goal is scored yeah what is the with the need to shorten every word into like a four-letter word clearly hockey and hockey players need their own dictionary like i want to walk into a game and then be given a tiny little dictionary <laughs> can you imagine no <laughs> like there'd be lots of laughs at you make it easy and give it to everybody yeah <laughs> then we've got change on the fly is a team may change its players even as play continues this is known as changing on the fly a player coming on the rink cannot play the puck until the player they were replacing is off the rink cherry picker a player who stays at center ice and does not help their team on defense they hope to pick up a breakout pass with no defenders in their way chip we normally use the term chip in the context of chip off the boards this is where the puck is shot off the boards normally up off the ice the purpose could be to merely clear the puck out of the zone more often it is passing maneuver where you're chipping the puck off the boards to space where you expect your teammate to be able to get it however you can even chip it off the boards to yourself as a means of getting around an opponent you've got chirp which is trash talk directed at an opponent the opposing team's bench or the refs that feels like a bad move we don't want to trash talk to the refs right let, let the fans trash talk the refs <laughs> Cross-checking is a penalty that occurs when one player hits an opposing player forcefully with the shaft of their stick. Cycling is an offensive strategy used to keep control of the puck by keeping it close to the boards. Offensive players make short passes to each other along the boards until they see an opening pass to a teammate who is moving into the slot for a shot. Easy enough. A deke or deking? Yeah, okay. A deke is used by an offensive player with the puck to confuse a defender or goalie. It's a fake or faint move. A common deke is to lower the shoulder in one direction but actually turn in the other. Is that kind of like what Kevin Fiala did in the uh, the shootout for the Coyotes? Yeah. Like a fake out, basically. Yeah. Look at me putting it together. Yes. <laughs> a delayed penalty is a penalty that's not yet resulted in a stoppage of play because the team that will have the man advantage is in possession of the puck. Play continues until the team being penalized gains control of the puck. The referee will raise his arm, indicating there is a delayed penalty situation. The team with possession will send their goalie off the ice in exchange for another attacker as it would be nearly impossible for the penalized team to score, as play will stop when the penalized team gets the puck. This essentially extends the length of time the non-penalized team has the man advantage. If a goal is scored before the play is stopped, then the penalty is waved off. Dots. The dots is short for face-off dots, or the dots into which the referee drops the puck during a face-off. Dump and chase. An offensive strategy used to get the puck over the opposing team's blue line and into the corners where the players can race to get it, thereby moving the play into the attacking zone. Flow. Great hockey hair. Typically, longer hair that flows out of the helmet. You are not making me say that name. Yeah. Don't have to. Who has long hair right now that would be a good example of this? You know who it's not? Matt Barzal. He did get a, a little haircut recently. RIP. 
truly RIP. I feel like it would just not be conducive to have longer hair in a hockey helmet. Just like more sweat gets like tangled and matted. Like they have like the little the little wispies, little flips just mm-hmm. out under. That's cute. Yeah. So I feel like any longer than that could get complicated. Yeah. Goalie holes. A five hole is the potential scoring areas around a goal are numbered from one to four, starting in the lower right corner and proceeding clockwise. In each corner of the net, the five hole is between the goalie's legs. Four check is checking, battling, or applying pressure to the opponent in an attempt to retrieve the puck while in your offensive zone when the other team is possession. Four check is also a hockey slang term. In the slang term, the meaning is one of approaching a member of the opposite sex, typically while out at the bar an attempt to solicit a phone number or date, as in, where's Joe? Oh, he's up at the bar for checking that entire bachelorette party. I have heard this out, but I didn't really? realize it was like a hockey. I have, but I didn't realize it was like a hockey slang, slang term. That's, yeah, okay. <laughs> game misconduct. Players suspended for the remainder of the game if they receive a game misconduct. Their team continues to play at full strength unless a minor penalty is also stressed. And we have a Gordie Howe hat trick. Gordie Howe hat trick is a goal and assist and a fight in a single game. Gordie Howe was both the prolific scorer and a tough customer who was not afraid to drop the mitts. I respect that. Next we've got grinder is a player who makes up for a lack of talent by working hard and playing physical. A grinder normally plays on the third or fourth lines and will battle hard for the puck. So not a good scorer not great with the stick but he'll fight for you. <laughs> Remind me of when you're doing theater and go uh, they're just a mover they're not a dancer well <laughs> they'll be in the back row of all the they're trying group their choreographies. Best. That's, yeah, that's the person who's trying their best. They're not a triple threat, but they're a good mover. <laughs> they fill out the space and they help. They actually do help. So good on you. Then we've got a grocery stick is a player that sits on the bench the entire game between the forwards and the defensemen, acting like a separator you would use on the conveyor belt at the grocery store to separate your groceries for the next customer in line. I want to know who some grocery sticks are all right i wonder could you could we look that up will they admit to it has anybody or like or is that more like a maybe like college or not a clue guts of the ice this is simply the area of the ice between the dots over the entire length of the ice we typically use this term in the context of defending the guts of the ice what we mean by that is is we want to keep the attacking players from attacking you know your zone up in the middle or the guts of the ice rather we try to keep them to the outside the dots, meaning between the face-off dots and the boards. Hand pass, the act of passing the puck using one's hand. This is legal inside a team's defensive zone, but illegal in the neutral zone and attacking zone, even if the pass originates from another zone. And then we've got hash marks are small lines which are perpendicular to the edge of the face-off circle. Players cannot enroach on the hash mark areas during face-offs. My favorite new word is hat trick. When a player scores three goals in a game, it is known as a hat trick. Three goals in a row is a pure hat trick. Yep. <laughs> the disappointing no text you sent me. <laughs> I. It sounds like a trick. Like it's a trick. And this is not a trick. It's just you making three goals. Where's the fanciness to it all? No, like there's no spinning, no twirling, no. That was so good though this weekend. Oh, Logan Coley's? Yeah. That was so that good. Was epic. That's a trick. That I would have been like, is that a hat trick? I think they said he was a dancer or something. Yeah. Amazing. I don't know. Now we got headman the puck. When a player passes to a teammate that is ahead of them on the attack, that is headmanning the puck. Hoser or hose head, derogatory term. It is believed to have originated from the early days of hockey 
before the invention of the Zamboni, when the losing team had to hose down the ice with water after the game. I'm guessing this term isn't used anymore. No. And if it is, I want to know what kind of context. Like, who's saying that? And why? House is the area from the goalposts to the face-off dots to the tops of the circles. Defensively, we talk about protecting the house. This is because this is the area from which most goals are scored. Thus, we want to keep our opponents from having opportunities to shoot from inside the house. So icing is when a player shoots the puck from his side of the ice down past the center red line and goal line with no interference. Icing will result in a face-off on the offending team's side of the ice. Interference. A two-minute minor penalty will be imposed on a player who interferes with or impedes the progress of an opponent who is not in possession of the puck, or who deliberately knocks a stick out of an opponent's hand, or who prevents a player who has dropped his stick or any other piece of equipment from regaining possession of it. Okay, I saw this happening in one of the games last night. I feel like that's pretty common. It happens every year. Yeah, that, that's gonna happen. So, I wonder if it's like, if it matters if it's intentional or not intentional. Was it, there was something that happened yesterday at the game. I think one of the Kings players accidentally like slapped to the Ducks player with his like stick it was totally on accident because the Kings player like put his hand on the Ducks player's shoulder and was like apologizing so I wonder if it matters if it's intentional or not that happened at one of the games I was watching it was like he took an elbow to the face but the player that got that like that took the elbow he uh he wasn't looking where he was going on the ice and the other player also wasn't looking and he just happened to have his arm up and they were just the last i checked they were discussing it so i'm not sure if it got an interference call because it was an accident okay that's good to know then like if it's an accident i feel like you shouldn't have been penalized but that's just my that's, opinion i guess that's on the refs and if they watch like the playbacks or whatever yeah can you read that uh, next one for me with a straight face <laughs> lettuce a great head of hockey hair. See also flow salad. <laughs> Thank you. What? I just scrolled down and there is one that says salad. Oh my gosh. That brightened my day. That one's funny. So flow, <laughs> lettuce, salad. Salad. Those are just hair. Derogatory hair. terms. <laughs> All right. Long change. In the second period, the goaltender's change ends, meaning that the player's bench is closer to the offensive zone rather than the defensive zone. The long change can be a factor when a tired line is stuck in the defensive zone and cannot come off due to the increased distance to the bench. Next, we've got mitts. Is a player's hands or gloves? Mitts is very... It, it's not I feel like it's not really like slang or a term it's just, just the uniform <laughs> yeah odd man rush when the number of offensive players heading into the attacking zone is greater than the number of defenders such as a three on two two on one i saw five on three <laughs> five on three that one's rough Offsides. Yes. And offsides is called when a player proceeds the puck into the offensive zone as indicated by the blue line. When an offside occurs, the referee stops the play and the faceoff occurs outside of the offensive zone. <laughs> Suddenly everything just made sense to me. <laughs> Olympic sheet. Is that really a term? An NHL rank is 85 by 200 feet and an Olympic sheet or rink is 100 feet by 200 feet. I could see that. I mean, it's interesting, but I don't really think it's terminology. No, that just seems like a fact. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> then we've got a pinch is when a defensive either a attempts to hold the offensive blue line when the opponent has the puck and is attempting to clear their zone or b leaves the blue line and pushes further into the offensive zone to play the puck in both cases the defenseman is making a gamble that he is going to win the puck battle and thus improve his team's chances of scoring the risk is that he loses and the other team goes on the attack with an odd man rush it is considered a risky play which requires good judgment a defenseman who loses a lot of pinches can expect to be scolded by his coach and or teammates well yeah i mean if you make a bad call you kind of are opening yourself up to drama i Get, guess getting yelled at yeah yeah that's fair i mean that yeah i feel like that's just the case in any situation where you make a bad call that's sports baby plumber similar to a grinder not the most skilled player but a hard worker who will battle in the corners and in front of the net. So plumbers and grinders, we need a list. The grocery thing, grocery stick. Yeah, grocery stick. Yeah, grocery stick players. So we need a Keep list in. of plumbers, grinders, and grocery sticks. Plus minus. When a goal is scored for a player's team while the player is on the ice, it is counted as plus one. If a goal is scored against a player's team while the player is on the ice it counts as negative one minus one the total for the player is known as plus minus a high positive plus minus number would be indicative of a player who is helping his team the opposite is true for a player with a high negative plus minus number so even if a player scores a lot of goals if his plus minus is high negative this is an indication that the player is not helping out defensively of course there are other factors to be considered this is just the indicator oh i just got a notification that the cracking game is starting in like 15 minutes so next up, we've got point. A point is an area just inside the blue line of the attacking zone. It is normally occupied by the attacking team's defensive players. Next up, we've got sauce, which is short for saucer pass, which is a pass in which the puck is passed to another player such that it flies in the air like a flying saucer. This makes the pass very difficult to intercept by opposing players, but it will still land flat on the ice, making it simple to control for the receiving player. Salad. Beautiful hockey hair. Also see flow and lettuce. <laughs> I like how I get all the hockey hair ones. It was meant to be. What? Scoring chance. A scoring chance is defined as a clear play directed toward the opposing net from a dangerous scoring area. Loosely defined as the top of the circle in and inside the faceoff dots. Though sometimes slightly more generous than that depending on the amount of immediately preceding puck movement or screens in front of the net. Block shots are generally not included but missed shots are. A player is awarded a scoring chance anytime he is on the ice and someone from either team has a chance to score. He is awarded a chance for if someone on his team has a chance to score and a chance against if the opposing team has a chance to score. Okay so we've got screening next what is when a player on the opposing team obstructs the goalie's view. It's called a screening. If a player is obscuring the view of the puck or play occurring, it is more difficult for the goalie to block the shot that feels underhanded, but also not illegal. And then next we've got a sieve is a really awful goalie that has a lot of holes through which to score. I think I pronounced that right. Slot. A prime scoring area located between the face-off circles and in front of the goal. A strong side, weak side. Strong side is the side of the ice where the puck and most of the players are located. The weak side is the other side. <laughs> We speak of moving the puck from the strong side to the weak side of the ice to get away from pressure. Once the puck goes to the other side and players follow, then that becomes the strong side. Also makes sense. Yep. Yeah. I like how they're just like, it's the other side. Okay. <laughs> You're like if there's a lot of players on one side, strong side. Um, If there's like none on the other, weak side. Easy enough. Okay. 
Got to figure it out. Top cheese slash top cheddar. Used to describe a shot that scores in the top of the net, either off or just below the crossbar. When did you hear that? One of the games I was watching, I don't remember, was I watching a replay or something? And uh, the guy said the top of the cheese. And I was like, what the, what? (laughs) And then he said it again. And he said, he said the top of the net. And I was like, oh, why do they call it cheese? Is it because the goal net Uh looks like a block of cheese? Like Swiss cheese, maybe? Uh, I guess apparently they call hockey sticks a twig, even though very few are made from wood anymore. I feel like they're mostly fiberglass and things of that nature. But I know some players still use wood. Really? I think so. I feel like I saw or heard that recently. I could be wrong. Don't fact check me. Well, it just occurred to me that I didn't know what hockey sticks are made out of. <laughs> yeah. I think fiberglass is up there. I could be wrong, but I think so. Last but not least, wave off. When a stoppage of play is about to occur, the referee may decide to continue play by waving off the stoppage. Examples including icing and offsides. That's a good call. Seeing that happen. The only reason some of these came to mind was either I said the example from mm-hmm. when I remembered it, or it was out of one of like the four or five games that I watched in the last few days. I mean, that's good though. They're actually so it's fresh. That we're learning. Yeah. Fresh in my brain. Well, that uh, wraps up our terminology breakdown alphabetically, which is pretty cool. And then, yeah, I think that's all we've got for today's episode. Ariel, where can the people find you around the internet? They can find me on the internet on Instagram at it's Instagram and TikTok at it's Ariel Garcia. Uh, A-R-I-E-L-L-E and then on Twitter at Ariel Garcia. Got lucky with that one. Where can they find you? You can find me on the internet at A-E-Newbie A-E-N-E-W-B-Y if you want to find me and then anywhere for us on the podcast is Green Crookie Pod. Find us anywhere. Truly, we have all the socials. We're everywhere. And until next time, adios. Goodbye.